Good evening. Thank you for coming. Continuing in our discussion of the Hilchot Megillah. So the Shchanarach says, Hayakotva Shikori Pasuk Megillah Shuma Mimena Vikotva. So let's say you have a situation where you are writing a Megillah. So typically, the way you're going to do that is that you're going to have uh, a Megillah in front of you, and you're going to read the Pasuk, or you're going to read the word, and then you're going to write it in, right? So you have one in front of you, and you're writing one. So, so if you have in mind, while you're reading from the Kosher Megillah, in order to copy down to the one that you're writing, if you have in mind to fulfill your obligation, right? so assuming you're doing this uh, per evening, per morning, let's say, right? there might be a distinction, but we'll come back to that. Uh, so if you have in mind that you want to fulfill your obligation of Mikra Megillah, and assuming that the one that you're using, that you're copying from, is complete, it's full, it's kosher. Or if you were, uh, similarly, you were, let's say, editing a Megillah. So you had one and there was a problem with it, right? You were fixing it, something along those lines. Or if you were... Uh, I guess teaching, let's say, or giving a drasha on the Megillah, but you're going shikori pasuk b'Megillah shleima v'darsho, and you're going to go one pasuk at a time and explain a little bit about it, and then move on to the next pasuk. So, in all of those situations, im kivein libo If a person has a mind to fulfill their obligation, the timing is right. So then yatsa, they've fulfilled their obligation. Okay. Uh, just going back to the drasha point, and we won't have time to go into all that tonight. But he says v'lo yafsik b'avinyanimachirim uh, you shouldn't go into other topics while you're being derish, while you're giving your speech about uh, the Megillah. So you, you read the first pasuk, right? And they say, oh, this reminds me of a funny thing which took place in, I don't know, people like when you talk about current events, right? This happened in uh, whatever. So uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Because that would be considered a hefseik and shasr lafsik babinyanim achirim. You're not supposed to have a hefseik, a break, in uh, you know, discussing other matters. Okay, a lot to unpack here. So let's go one step uh, at a time. So let's talk about the first situation a person is uh, copying from a kosher Megillah to another one, they're going one pasuk at a time. So if they have in mind as they're reading the one that's in front of them, they can fulfill their obligation. Says the Mishnah, uh, right, so uh, again, like we said, he's having in mind, I want to fulfill my obligation. I'm looking at a Megillah, which is Kshira, so I'm going to be able to fulfill my obligation. But, but let's say I didn't have in mind that I want to fulfill my obligation. It happened to be. I read the entire uh, Megillah from a kosher Megillah because I was, uh, you know, I was working on my own, but I didn't have in mind that I wanted to fulfill my obligation. So we say, Even if you uh, had in mind for the entire Megillah, except for the first Pasuk, you forgot for the first Pasuk, that you wanted to fulfill your obligation, uh, even though from that point onward you had in mind to fulfill your obligation. So we say, Lo yatza. You have not fulfilled your obligation. You had to have in mind throughout the entirety that you were doing this, not only so you could write your own Megillah, but uh, to uh, fulfill your obligation as well. Mishabura says, If he has in mind so he can fulfill his obligation, so why is that? Why is it that you have to have in mind? We said you have to have in mind the entire time, even if you missed the first pasuk, it's not going to work. Why should that be? Mishbura says, "Satam mitzvot kavana." So he seems to be poskening like the opinions that say that when I perform mitzvah, it has to be done with intention, meaning intention to perform the mitzvah. If I don't have in mind to fulfill the mitzvah, so then I can't fulfill it, even if I've gone through uh, the action. The example that we always give is, I take the lulav to stab my brother, right? So in theory, I've fulfilled my obligation, right? right? Once you've picked it up, you, uh, you've fulfilled your obligation. So I pick it up to stab him. Have I fulfilled my obligation? Well, we say, well, it depends. Did you have kavanah or did you not? Now, this is a big machloket. It's not so clear that mitzvah require kavanah. Maybe it's enough 
to just pick it up. Here, the Shechan Aruch seems to say, no, im kivein libo. If you had in mind, so then you fulfill your obligation. If you didn't fulfill your obligation, if you didn't have in mind, so then you have fulfilled your obligation. So the Mishra Purah just points out that this is only according to one opinion. And he says, so he says, but look back earlier when we discussed this matter. So if you look back earlier, so we, we talked about this machloket, do mitzvot require kavanah or not, or can I just pick up my lulav to stab someone and fulfill my obligation, or in this case, can I be copying a megillah, and because I'm reading it, uh, even though I didn't have a mind to fulfill my obligation, I can fulfill it anyway. So it seems to be back there that we made a distinction. We said it depends. If it's a mitzvah midoraita, it's a biblical mitzvah, so then we require kavanah. If it's only mitzvah mitzvah rabbanan, it's rabbinic in nature, so okay, it's not the end of the world, right? Rabbinic mitzvot in general are a little bit more lenient. So here, what are we talking about? We're talking about mikra megillah. Mikra megillah is presumably de rabbanan, right? It, it's, you know, the whole uh, story takes place well after the Torah was composed. So what are we talking about all of a sudden, right? If we have such a distinction that we only require kavanah when we're talking about mitzvot mitzvah raita, why now here do we say im kivein libo? Then he's fulfilled his obligation. But im lo kivein if he doesn't have it in mind, so he hasn't fulfilled his obligation. So the the Sharetzion says something fascinating, and this goes back to something we talked about once at our pre Purim lectures. He says da 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 da. If I can find the spot, he says hine. Uh, I don't know what that. Okay, fine. He says, He says, Maybe this is only true when it comes to the reading during the daytime. Because the reading during the daytime is what we call something in between and right? There's a biblical mitzvah that says in the Torah, Thou shalt, whatever. So good. That's clearly biblical. Something which the rabbis came up with uh, later on, all of a sudden they decided, you know what, you can't do this or you have to do that. Fine, that's very clear. But there's something in between, right? So what do we consider mitzvot that we find in the books of Tanakh? So it's not in the Torah, but it's not necessarily like rabbinic, like Anshe Knesset Agdola. So this is somewhere in between what we call Divrei Kabbalah. The question is, what, what is the status of the reading of the Miglah? So we talked about this once. It could be that during the daytime, the obligation is a higher level obligation. We always point out that people make the mistake. They come out at nighttime and are like, yeah, this is the important Megillah reading. And then it's very quiet in the morning. So, okay, we read early in the morning. They go to a different reading. Fine, 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 fine. People need to realize that the Ikar, the, the more important of the two, we don't really have to choose. But if we had to, we should choose the daytime reading, not the nighttime reading. Because the daytime reading, that we assume is Bidivrei Kabbalah. The nighttime reading, we assume, is only Mitzrabbanan. It's at an even lower level. So the Sharetzion says, maybe this whole idea of im kivein libo, if he had in mind while he was reading it and he was doing his copying, that's only for the daytime reading. But at night, even if he did not have kavanah, maybe he would fulfill his obligation anyway, because the level of requirement is different at the nighttime and in the morning, right? So again, it goes back to this, uh, this whole question that we have earlier on about do mitzvot require kavanah or not? And if we go with this distinction of deoraita versus derabanan, then we might have to force ourselves to say that this is specific to the daytime reading and not to the nighttime reading. Yes, sir? So when they say something, you can say it's stupid, it's irrelevant. I would never do such a thing. So is there a connection? So like if one's dominant, okay. in a minion and not in a minion, and the problem dominant is not in a minion, if you don't have kavanah at that time, the question is whether or not you feel a is accepted or not accepted or heard at a certain level, but if you're in a minion, the assumption is that enough people are around that they'll be elevated to that level. Okay. Is that reasonably, generally okay statement between the two? Yes, but I'm not, I'm not sure so, why, yeah, okay. So, so that being the case, is there any kind of relationship between that, because, because 
I'm not sure that's a mitzvah or not a mitzvah, it's tefillah, versus this, which you just went through a whole explanation about a mitzvah and the level of whether or not there's kabbalah or not kabbalah. Right, so I, I will... This is a little bit uh, beyond what we're discussing tonight, but I will say when it comes to the machlokit of whether mitzvot require kavanah or not, that's typically regarding mitzvot that involve an action. Right? Mitzvot that involve uh, saying something or thinking about something, it gets a little bit more complicated. Right? So uh, here we're talking about mikra migilah, so m- maybe we could argue that this whole question of mitzvot tzrichot kavanah doesn't even come into play because when you're saying something, of course you have to mean what you're saying, right? Well, let's say the mitzvah of kriyachma, right? So kriyachma, if I say the words, but I'm not thinking about what I say, so then how can you fulfill your obligation? The whole point really is what we call the kabbalat o malchuchamayim, accepting the yoke of heaven. If you're just saying the words without thinking, maybe you haven't fulfilled your obligation. Tefillah, we would say something uh, similar. So it could be that we could argue that none of this has to do with that classic uh, machloka, but clearly the mishabur is not going that way. Yes, sir. To, to read the Megillah, yeah. Meaning, would that suffice as his Kavanah going forward? I would imagine. I would imagine we would say that that would be enough. Yeah, yeah. You can make that by yourself, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We said in years past that when you read the Megillah, a kosher Megillah doesn't actually have to have like all of the words in it. You can be missing things. Correct, you right. have stuff mixed up. As right. long as like the beginning and the end are okay. Right. When the guy's copying a Megillah to write a kosher is that a higher standard Megillah? Does that actually have to be a standard Megillah that you're using? Or can you use one of these messed up ones as your source material? Yeah, in theory... As long as what you write is the right... So, so I don't know. There might be like a Hilchot Stam, like writing uh, these types of things, Sifrei Torah and Megillahs. I don't know if there's a rule that you have to specifically use a kosher one. Um, but if, let's say you didn't have to, um, then this still wouldn't help us out because the guy has to have kavana to read from a kosher Megillah for, throughout the entire thing, right? So if he was using one which wasn't kosher and he had in mind to fulfill the mitzvah and it met the necessary requirements, then yeah, I think it would still, yeah, I think it's still be good. But there's a, like a, a bunch of things that we would have to look up before we did that. So in general, it's better to just come to shul and just be focused on the reading of the Megillah. So uh, copying the Megillah is nice and good. Do that at a different time. Good. Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Nakash, Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Hanan, Rab